Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You should work as hard as you can at your job every single yes, day. Yes, you should. Almost no one does, but there's nothing wrong with hard work. Mm-hmm. How seriously you take your job, however, might be a different story. Right. Because as much as people may not want to hear it, taking your job too seriously is rarely good oh. for you or anyone around you. But isn't that what the boss wants? I don't know. <clears throat> You're hanging out in the break room. Rock's just classic rock, 96.5 WCMF. We'll jump right into the story here. Whatever. So over the weekend, I came across a person everyone listening has met at some point in their life. What and it's doing? not someone specific, Tommy, mm-hmm. but someone who may think they are more important than they are. Mm. My oldest had a hockey tournament in Erie, Pennsylvania. Ooh, fancy town. No big deal. So we spent the weekend at a hotel. And the woman who was working the day shift at the front desk, oh my God. What happened? I've never seen someone take their job (laughs) so seriously in my life. Okay, Okay. but that's good. Like She's on top of it. Okay, so let's talk about that. Hmm? Any question anyone had, even the simplest, got a five-minute answer with examples she had seen in the past that did not matter. Like okay. She just wanted us to know that she had like- She's ex- an expert. Ah, yes, exactly. Yeah. If she had an issue with a customer, she was going to let them know what they were doing wrong immediately in that moment, and even the tiniest little stuff. <laughs> there was a point where someone had a question. They were asking, I'll tell you what it was, they had lost their second room key. Okay. Because it's a hockey tournament with a bunch of young girls. Yeah. Bro, I've mm-hmm. gone through 10 keys in a weekend. Yeah. She wanted, the guy, the, the guy wanted a third key. And the woman's like, I can't give it to you. Right and the guy's, and that's what he said. And he's being very he's polite. for it. She goes, well, uh, we, we, we only allow two keys per room. And the guy's like, well, listen, I've, I've, done, I've actually stayed at this specific hotel before for this tournament. And that's never happened. We got like five. How's he getting in his room, lady? She, Thank you. Thank you. So she goes, well, you know what? Here's what I'll do. And she's being real snotty about it. Oh. And she's like, I'll give you the key now. I will give you the key. But do not lose this. And I am going to have to go call corporate to ensure that the policy. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my who God. in corporate is picking up front desk lady here in Pennsylvania? Pam, yeah, Pam like, for Mary's a, got a key question. Thank you. On it's a, a weekend. privilege that I'm handing you this key. Uh, <laughs> wow. She kept talking. What an ass. Bro, Tommy, she kept talking about how good she was at her job to well, anyone. Those people I really can't stand. The place would fall apart without yes, her. She said that. This was my sister. My sister would like brag about these busted ass jobs she had, like it mattered. I, I can appreciate though somebody. No, you can't. Okay, I, I guess take like the smugness out of it. I, I do appreciate somebody who really wants to do good at whatever job that they have. Like they're never like above the job that they have. Okay, but busted smugness is the worst form of smugness. <laughs> I think he nailed it. Okay, hundred percent. And I want to be clear: if you're smug, you better be leaning on a Bentley. 
I want to be. No, yeah, you, we're, we're kind of we're we're adding smug into the mix of well, taking. That's a perfect way to put it. He's right. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like I think there are people that take their job seriously that that aren't like throw it in your face. Yeah, about well, but then okay, all right. but that ain't this chick. Yeah. Now look, I want to be clear. I'm not crapping on the job. I get it. That's a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it a good gig. Fine, and it sucks. And you got to deal with people every day. I understand. It. Same with yeah. your sister working at the gas station yeah. and saying this thing. She did fine. Fine. It's the people who look at that job. If I hear anybody go, this place would fall apart yes. without me. I immediately think you're a complete clown. Mm-hmm. And here's my question. Phone number is 252-WCMF. How seriously do you take your job? Anna, if you can hear us on a scale of 1 to 10, in your head, how seriously do you take the responsibility of what you do? Because I, okay. I realized this weekend yeah. there is a difference between working hard and taking your job too seriously. That you can work hard mm. and not take what you do too seriously. Because you kind of think you're irreplaceable. Mm. Thank you. Is what you're saying. Because that's you. Like you say, like, oh, good luck. If I walk out of here, this company's going under. Yes. Yes. And that's the simple <laughs> test here. To decide how seriously what you should, you should how you should take what you do for a living. If you were to leave that job tomorrow... <laughs> Could they replace you with minimal hiccups? And you don't even need to answer because the answer is, of course they can. Of course. And that person, too, also tends to take on responsibilities that weren't given to them. Thank you. You know what I mean? Well, I also do this. Okay, that's that's great that you do that, but you don't have to do that. Nobody asked you. Yes. Yeah. Like, I was Uh. getting un... You know, with these hockey tournaments, everyone will hang out in the lobby for most of the day or, like, you know, have drinks or dinner or whatever down there. And, bro, I could just keep hearing her. And I was getting irrationally, unreasonably <laughs> angry with this woman who probably is yes. a fine person outside of the hotel, living her life, doing her thing, but sure. I'm saying, oh my God, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Why are you stressing yourself out like this, lady? 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 I, I kind of give a pass, though, to people who I know have jobs like that 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 deal with a lot of complaints or people bitching at them all day. Like, at that point, I'm like, you can act however you want towards me because you probably deal with this crap on a daily basis. Okay, but counterpoint to that, if I'm someone that deals with those complaints on a daily basis, wouldn't I want to minimize the amount of contact I have with somebody that's going to be treated yes, like a dick? but I kind of, I kind of understand. I don't know. No, but it's not a, it's not a pleasant interaction for the person standing on the other no. side of the counter. No, you're right. I'm not saying you should do that, but I, I can kind of give a pass to somebody who's just lost it. In terms of like lost their politeness over people they deal with. Every no, but day. she thought she was being like that's just it. Yeah, like, I'm with you. If somebody snaps at me behind the counter of like a fast food mm-hmm. restaurant or something like that, fine, I totally get it. I'm not going to hold it against that person. Mm-hmm. This woman wasn't doing that. This woman wanted you to know that I am king of this hotel. Yes, everything I say goes, and if I can't get an answer, I'm getting on the corporate phone and yes. I'm talking to corporate. But don't hey, you it's think- me, Pam Again. from Erie. <laughs> I'm talking to corporate. But yeah. don't you think she? She's like that because of her experiences. Like she almost now feels like people she. Are, those people come out of the shoot. I'm with him. He's right to he, the bone. He's right, they are these people. So you don't think that based on you know people belittling her, she has to act like the that she's in charge. Okay. All right. All right. I, I guess I just I understand putting up that front after you've been talked down to a lot. I, I guess I understand where you're coming from, and that was a very introspective just, way to look I, at it. I guess I just maybe try to understand how somebody turned out that way at their job. I will say this. I knew exactly what time that woman got off Yeah. Uh, because I 
was in love yeah. with this old lady that was behind okay. the desk only because at the night shift only because it wasn't the woman that was there during the yeah. day. And like I would get up in the morning and go down to get breakfast because it was a Hampton Inn where you get free breakfasts. Oh yeah, bro. For my money, no better hotel in the world than a Hampton. Inn. How you didn't bury them on the road, bro? They, they, I think their stock went down when I kept stealing all their <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. But the point I'm making is like I would come downstairs, I'm like ooh, free breakfast. I would look at the g- door would open, Bing, and there's that woman. Ah, oh, God, <laughs> God, I hate her so much. 252-WCMF, 252-9263. Taking your job too seriously. Mm-hmm. And can you take your job, can you work hard and not take your job seriously at the same time? And by the way, you can do both of those things and keep your mouth shut. You can, you, but nobody needs to know every, like, I don't need to hear every thought you're having right now. Okay. About work, what's going on right now, the world. You do realize the irony that we're doing a radio talk show and you just said that out loud. Yeah, I understand. Okay, I'm just my make sure we're on the same. Because my, my, my sister was an overnight clerk at a mobile gas station in DeQuesta, Florida. Okay. So she worked the graveyard shift. It was her third job of the day. I don't know how this woman slept. But like when she would talk about like she was that person, like, if I leave mobile, that that's they're done. Yeah, I don't know how mobile Exxon is gonna sell any more oil. Or gas to anybody. Once Lorraine Mulet pulls out, (laughs) they're done, baby. Just put those tankers away. So my sister was a born-again chain smoker. Not making this up. Wait, she stopped smoking and then started smoking again? Yeah, I think so. So she's a chain-smoking, born-again Christian. So this is back when they sold Dirty Magazine. Okay. Well, that's a sin. So what she would do at night, she she would take all the Dirty Magazines... And put them away. No. And and when guys came in looking around, she goes. She would say, "I know what you're looking for, and we don't have any tonight." Because she, it was a sin for her to sell like jugs and Playboy, but she would sell people cigarettes and alcohol. Well, Jesus never specifically said you can't smoke cigarettes. True. And you yeah. turn water into wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't have wine coolers back in the Bible. But she would hide them. That's insane. Yeah. That yeah. is insane. And she would smugly go, I know what you're here for, and we don't have any. 252-WCMF, 252-9263. Hockey tournament with my daughter over the weekend. The woman at the front desk working the day shift at this hotel we were at for three days took her job way too mm-hmm. seriously. It drove me nuts. She was the most important person in the room every time. Every question had like a nine-minute answer about examples, and this is what happens here, and this is what we do. At one point, a guy wanted a third key that he lost <laughs> for his room, and she wouldn't give it to him. Yeah. Wouldn't give it to him. And then after the guy was finally like, hey, I need a key. i pissed I'm paying for this room. I'll give you this third one, but then I have to get on the phone with corporate. 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 I, I like when they tell you to don't lose this one, because that was my goal with the first two. <laughs> I'm hoping I lose this key. Two five two WCMF. Let's talk to Elwin. Hey, Elwin, how are you, buddy? Elwin. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, brother. What's up? Um, so um, this past September, we were down in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, at a Lafayette hotel, right? So I happened to lost. Uh, I lost my car key. So. This lady, she was real belligerent, you know, and we got in about, I don't know, about, uh, about almost midnight, you know, on a Saturday night. And I was like, all right, I'm going to need an extra key. And she was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, she's like, there's only two of you. I'm like, well, listen, I'm like, you know, like, yeah, I have two cocktails. I'd be tend to, you know, lose things. She's like, well, I can't really can't do that without charging you. And my wife looked at her and she almost lost her, you know, she almost lost her stuff. And she was like, how much is that for an extra key? And she's like, $5. This woman was like, you know, just like how... Uh, you had an encounter with a woman. She was like, you know, this is, you know, uh, you know, how would you lose a key like this? 
uh, she's like, um, and I'm like, listen, I'm like, damn, lady, I'm like, uh, I'm like, it's just a car key. It's not like I'm asking you to borrow your Mastercard or anything, you know. So they wax you five bucks for a card. Oh yes, uh, yeah, no, five dollars. I'm like, can I see the, you know, the the handbook that you know shows you the card? I was with you till you asked for the handbook, and now you're in the wrong, Elwin. I'm sorry, you've lost. You've lost, buddy. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good day. <laughs> See, the handbook. I was cheering for him too, man. Because five dollars is enough money where I ain't arguing. All right, just yeah, charge me five bucks. But you can still be pissed about it. I want to go to bed. I think that's I. That's kind of proving my point. You know what I mean? Okay, but you started it. Okay, fair. Fair. Here's the thing, man. But I, I'm guessing people take that a lot further. Mm. All right, I will. I will. In Kimmy's defense, when Elwin started telling, you, first of all. Elwin. Mm. Second of all, he started telling the story that he was out drinking till midnight, staying at a La Quinta mm. in Myrtle Beach. I was ready to pounce on that guy, thinking he was getting drunk with his buddies, and he brought in his wife. And I was like, okay, okay all right, you know what? I, I, right. I jumped. I jumped the gun. I wanted to blame <laughs> Elwin the whole time, Kimmy. Okay. You're right. And here's the funny thing: I get back in the day when you well, could literally lose a physical key that they would have to go yeah. make, but now they're just cars. They just activate, and and there's this. You must have a trillion of them underneath this desk. But you're going to charge me five bucks for that? Well, I mean, it could be a policy where they're nickel and dime everybody. But I, she was the only is. woman that was charged. Or, or charged even money she wouldn't even give the guy a key. Yeah, that's it wasn't a even a move. charge thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kimmy. Go ahead. I also assume that uh, maybe it's, it's one side of the story. So you may paint a nicer picture of how it all Elwin, went down. You mean. Yes. Yeah, no, or just probably... anybody explaining their issues with I, these kind of things. I was standing behind this dude at the hotel yeah. over the weekend with this woman that was taking her job way too seriously. I watched the whole interaction. And look, credit Your to third, this. Yeah, gotcha. Credit <laughs> to this dad from some other you know hockey dad who was keeping yeah. his stuff together. Uh, 252 WCMF. Let's talk to Chris. Hey, Chris, what's going on, brother? Hey, how are you doing today? Oh, Chris, what do you got? Well, I was a hotel general manager for 25 years, so Ooh, I'm retired. Mr. LaQuinta. So, <laughs> no. Well, I can tell you the secrets because I'm retired. Well, A, the hotel employees absolutely hate any kind of sports team. Okay. So their main goal is to drive you crazy. It's literally. They don't want you there. They don't want you playing hockey up in the room. Okay. So that's true. Uh, and the key thing, they're full of it. You can have up to seven keys. What? I, oh, I love all that. What an odd number. number to choose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eight? So, no, it's too many, guys. Especially, you can't even contact corporate during a nine-to-five day, Monday through Friday, let alone uh, the time she says she's contacting. Right. Now, Chris, let me ask she's you a question. Whoa, 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 Chris, you can't curse, buddy. You can't curse. Check people in I'm like that. Oh, no, you're fine. No, so, Chris, <laughs> Chris, let me ask you a question. You're a guy, you managed a hotel. That job does not sound like any fun. And I understand, like Kenny no. said, you probably had to deal with a bunch of jerks. But would you say, yeah. after what we've been describing in this conversation, you were a man who took his job too seriously? Uh, you can't. You've got to enjoy the job. You're meeting different people every day. Thank you. You need to be able to enjoy every single people person guy. that came in that door. That's all I'm saying, man. Jimmy's it's, a people guy. And, like, what I don't get about this woman, and Chris, thanks for the call, but his name's Chris. Where'd you get Jimmy from? I was thinking of our other buddy. Chris, thanks for the call. Have a good rest of the day. Like, this woman, in doing what she was doing, was making her life harder. Yeah, yes. Yeah, she's, she's, she's fighting work. a battle that didn't need to be yeah. Yeah. fought. You're just right? bringing all this tension. We got Facebook messages coming in. Uh, you can always get us at WCMF for the Break Room Facebook page. Rick writes us, Duffy, you're showing your true colors. You're a candy-ass good-for-nothing that gets upset when he sees people doing what their job entails. You're mad she's a go-getter, and you need a reason to justify well, you'll, why you'll never accomplish all your goals. 
Fair point. Fine. Okay. Fine. 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 You can be a go getter. I just don't. Need, I I don't need to know why you're going and getting it <laughs> and bringing it back in the history of all that. Just go do it. I'm with you, Tommy. But mm. here's the thing, Rick. Maybe he's got a point there, right. right? Maybe Tommy, people like us, are mm. annoyed by people like this woman because we don't like seeing someone do something we're not having, okay. like you know that overabundance yeah. of passion for a job. But at the same time, okay, personally, I work really hard at the job we have, mm. right? Believe it or not. And I'm well aware that if I was fired tomorrow, mm. in six months, no one would have any idea who I was. Not that they do now. But you yeah. get what I'm saying. Everyone okay. would forget that I was even on this show ever. So if I were to sit here every day and tell you, Tommy, and tell you, Kimmy, and everyone listening, what I do, and I work so hard, and I'm so valuable, and no one can do what I do, not only would I be obnoxious, it would be wrong. And allow me to gesture to the entire radio landscape of the greater <laughs> Rochester area to prove my point. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Right? Like, I work hard at this job. I don't take it too seriously. You can, those two things can be side by side. But sometimes people do like to throw in your face. Like how much they do, yeah. Well, they don't feel like they're being recognized enough. You know oh, I'm sorry. What, do you, what who, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you directing that comment towards somebody? Yeah, since they bring out how much they do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how the sacrifice uh-huh. they make. Well, how I'm here late. Well, I, I had to answer your emails. Well, but do I do those things? And she's doing your job actually, <laughs> though. No, she's actually doing. Well, somebody's got to do it. She doesn't complain about her job. She complains about doing your job, which I think is different. And most of the time, it's just to remind you of things. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. You've also lost your ability to get another key. Kimmy controls that too. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There was a time. There was a time. Thank you. Where the uber wealthy lined up to buy homes in Rochester. Oh, yeah. But when you drive down places like Seneca Parkway off Dewey in the city, Mm -hmm. the old Kodak executives from the early 1900s are no longer there. Ah, the Gilded Age. That's right. And Tommy, they haven't been there for a while. Mm -hmm. But now, things might be going back to the way they were. What happened? Well, Tommy, to afford homes this expensive, you'd have to have some serious bank, right? Mm -hmm. I guess. 
You hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. Tommy? Yeah, let's go on. Here's your fun fact of the day. Give it to me. Four years ago, mm-hmm. the city of Rochester had four homes valued at over a million dollars. Like in the city? You got it. And where? You knew, you knew right away where they were. I'm assuming most of them were on East Avenue. Those oh, yeah, the, all those old mansions? Yep. Today, after the city's most recent assessments, there are now 26 homes- Wait, that are a million bucks? Valued at over a million dollars. They gotta be massive. That is a 400% increase in four years of the amount of million dollar homes. Who's buying these homes? But Tommy, that's just what the homes are worth. Yeah. Right? That's what they're assessed for. Mm -hmm. It's not like people are paying over a mill to buy a place in the greater Rochester area, right? I wouldn't think, because who's got the- Wrong, bitch! Who got the money? According to a story by Brian Sharp for WXXI News, just last year, Mm. just last year, in the greater Rochester area, there were 54 homes sold for over a million dollars. Wait, so Monroe County? Greater Rochester area. So it's the Monroe County and the surrounding counties. 54 homes sold Hmm. for over a million dollars in the greater Rochester area. That is five times as many. Then in 2018. God, so it's got to be doctors. Some homes in Pitt. Look at me. Look at. Do I look like a million dollar homeowner? I have the name of my city on the sweatshirt in case I get lost. (laughs) Some homes in Pittsford, Brighton, Webster, and Parenton went for triple their assessed value. Oh. Yeah. Calm down. Right. And the way things are going, it's safe to expect these numbers to continue it's to grow next year. It's got to bottom out at some year. point. Okay, put a pin well, in Somebody's got to run out of money. Put a pin. Put a pin. Kimmy, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. Um, Referee. I, I know that some of these homes, and I, the only reason I know this is because of the when the PGA came to town last Ooh, year. Yeah. Um, some of these homes are not these people's like first homes like they're maybe from here so they wanted to buy a house here to come back home every now and then but like a lot of those homes like people airbnb for the pga and their homes that they don't live in all year round yeah because why would you not want a million dollar house that you don't live in that nuts your side house yeah Look, wow. we, we know homes have gotten ridic- ridiculously expensive in our area. Mm. And we talked in the past about how some of the folks in their 20s and 30s need massive help to buy a place to live. Yeah. Parents selling to them at a discount. Grandparents and parents giving them big Chipping chunks in. of money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, signing on mortgages, all that stuff. And it makes sense how something like that could get you from a $200,000 budget to a $400,000 budget. Yeah. Fine, I get that. However, Tommy, we're now in a new stratosphere. Yeah, you're going into seven-figure homes. Seven figures. Yeah, this ain't uh, Beverly Hills. And that's just it. There isn't much your family can do to help you with that payment. So who? (laughs) You only got so many grandparents. You got it. Who are these people living among us that can afford to buy a house that costs over a million dollars? 252-WCMF-252-9263. But you also have to have the gig that you can afford to live in that house. like. Right, Taxes, yeah. upkeep. Yeah. Okay, so I have like, some what's numbers. What's the heat? I have some numbers. What's the heat? <laughs> Shut up, Benny South Street. I'm telling you right now, the heat's got to be two grand a month. I got a horse right here. The name is Paul Revere. Kimmy doesn't know what you're singing right now. Kimmy? I mean, I, I do. I just don't know what it's from. It's the most famous play. Oh. Wait, you saw Guys and Dolls, you bitch? Yeah. Yeah? I was in it in eighth grade. No big deal. Guess what I played? Oh, you were you were chewing guys and fatter guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Twinkie right here. <laughs> okay, before we get into what? who these people are, and the phone number is two five two WCMF two five two nine two six three. Let's keep in mind 
We are not a major league sports No. So there are no Bills and Sabres bringing that number up. This is one of the poorest cities in the country. Well, highest child poverty rate, not poorest cities. I'm just giving you what the statistics are. Well, the kid ain't got no money. We also don't have the big-time business execs of Kodak, Xerox, and Bausch and & Lomb here anymore. Right. right. And we know there are wealthy people, but Tommy, it feels like purchasing a million-dollar home is the kind of wealth that doesn't come near the average person. Right. Someone you're not related to. You don't work with someone who can afford this house. You didn't go to high school with people that are buying these types of houses. Like It's a, it's a life experience that we have no... But you're living high on the hog. Yes. Thank you, Kimmy. You're rich, but you're also, like, they used to say the millionaire next door, like, you wouldn't even know he's a millionaire. Sure, yeah. He lives in the same house you do. He doesn't spend. He's frugal. He just goes about his job. Maybe he owns the business, but he doesn't flash. Mm -hmm. This is big money. Huge money. You're talking about flashy places. But what's a million-dollar house look like now compared to 10 years ago? But see, that's... I, I'm not I, saying it's like you still have to be a wealthy person right. to still have looks it, like a house. but you're I right. don't know if it's as, as flash as you're picturing. It's a valid point, but flash or not, I would like to break down some numbers for you right. just to illustrate how much money we are talking here on a regular everyday basis. Right. Right. Again, story WXXI News over the weekend. Uh, four years ago, there were four homes in the city of Rochester that were assessed for over a million dollars. This year, it's now 26, 24. Somewhere in there. Right. In the greater Rochester area, just this year, 54 homes sold for almost a million, for over a million dollars, excuse me, that is five times more than four years ago. Let's say, Tommy, yeah. you buy a $1.1 million home in the greater Rochester area, because mm-hmm. some of these homes are going for exactly a million, right. some are going for 1.4, whatever. So you put down your two hundred grand. Mm-hmm. standard current interest rates, average town taxes. So I'm on the hook for $800,000 mortgage. Yeah. An eight hundred. No, be, no, no, it'd be $900,000 because it's 1.1. That's what we're doing. Oh, okay. You that, are, point, that point one is always what screws me out of the, the millionaire game. Your monthly mortgage payment. So what's my nut? On that house would be $7,000 a month. So you haven't flushed a toilet yet? No. You haven't thrown on a light switch? Nope. You ain't put no food in that house? Just the roof over your head on a $1.1 million home with $200,000 down would be around $7,000 a month. And you haven't paid your taxes on that? Oh, no, that's with taxes. They averaged in average taxes. Okay, 7G a month. Yes. and I would need seven jobs. (laughs) Let's keep in mind... The average American annual salary is between fifty-five and sixty thousand dollars a year, just annually in your mortgage. Again, without flipping on a light or buying food or anything yeah. like that, you would be paying just over eighty-four thousand dollars for simply the roof over your head annually. Mm. The average American makes between fifty-five and sixty grand. So you're out. You don't make it to June. Yeah. You have to leave your house. Yes, and by the way, that's tax-free. Yeah, that is tax-free. Sixty-five, yeah. six, fifty-five to sixty. God damn. So, in reality, when you bang taxes out, you are half. If you make an average American salary, you can afford half of what it would cost in a year Mm -hmm. to live in a $1.1 million house without buying another thing. Without doing anything. So, when we're talking about that kind of wealth. Who are these people? Who are these people? It's a goddamn one percenter. Is that what it is? It would have to be. That is the definition of one percenter. You have to be a one percenter. But again, like having a million dollars and having a million dollar house are two different mm-hmm. things. Even yeah. people that have a million dollars don't have a million dollar right. house. You got it. So yeah. are we talking multi millionaires? You would have to be. Or you have like a yeah, you would have to. You'd have to be a you would have to have like a pretty sizable business that you would own to mm-hmm. generate that kind of money, right? You would think so. Or you'd have to be a high end professional. 
Who else is left? 252-WCMF, 252-9263, an explosion. And not only assessments for million-dollar homes in the city of Rochester, but sales of homes for over a million dollars in the greater Rochester area. Again, just this year, 54, or was it last year? doesn't matter. 54 homes sold for over a million dollars in the greater Rochester area. That's five times as many as in 2018. If there's a man who knows money and can explain it to us. But he's got fancy doors. Rappers on CMF. Hey, Rapper, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning. So, you know... You look around at all of the different businesses out there, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're all owned as franchises. So, you know, you take a pizza joint that's got, you know, recognition. You take a, a convenient mart, a, you know, Tommy's Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, those people make that much money to be able to buy those places. Okay, so let's walk through this slowly, all right? Because I get what you're saying, and you might be right, mm-hmm. but... I mean, you Think only of, need to make a quarter million a year to buy to own a billion dollar house. Okay, you need to make a quarter million dollar a year to be able to qualify for that mortgage. I don't think you're going to comfortably live in a million dollar home with all the other things that would come with it on a quarter million dollars a year. But that's a debate to be had for another mm-hmm. day. Rammer, fifty four of those homes were sold just in the last year. I understand that there are a handful of people that have the ability to spend that money. Mm-hmm. The fact that there are 54 people just in the last year that not only have that money, but are willing to spend it on homes that cost over a million dollars is insane! Well, I also would would be curious as to how many of those homes, like, you know, um, Kimmy had brought up Airbnbs or, you know, multi-unit buildings. Because you go down at, you know, anywhere, Park Avenue, East Avenue area, some of those houses are well over a million dollars, but they're three-unit buildings and they're bringing in eighty or 90000 a year in income. So I, I don't know. You kind of have to separate those out. But I have just one question. Sure. How much was front door on this million dollar house? Uh, it was only 3500 They chinsed out. They yeah. totally chinsed out. They should have called you. <laughs> That's a deal, I'm telling you. I would have sold it for more. Great call, Rammer. Thank uh, you, buddy. There's a lot of people out there with money. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Rammer, Lots for the of call, people man. with money. Lots of people out there with money. <laughs> I, I know 54 doesn't sound like a big number. But again, you have to narrow it down to the people that have the ability to spend that money, would want to spend that money, and have no problem living in neighborhoods like that. Because along with those homes, it's not just like you or me or Kimmy buying a house and moving in. Mm. There's a lifestyle change that comes with living in that stratosphere. Oh, sure. Right? Like, you ain't going to buy a million-dollar home and drive a 98 Nissan Altima. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to buy a a house that costs over a million dollars and fill it with furniture from big lots. Yeah. Like... It all comes with more money, and that's the point that I'm getting at here, is you are living a lifestyle that I didn't think that many people in the greater Rochester area could afford to live. I would agree with you. I didn't think there was that many people that, that could have that kind of bank. And, and, and want to spend it on top of that. Yeah. You ain't living in Palm Beach. You're not living on the ocean. It's Rochester. Yeah. 252-WCMF. Let's talk to Mike. Hey, Mikey. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Doc. So, the river kind of made my point in a way. But, get a uh, new point. <laughs> Go to the point store. They're open now. Every, right. So, besides the super expensive front door that he likes, um, the so my point was is that how many of these homes, quote unquote, were sold as single family homes? Yeah, that, I mean, that yeah, number. I think, I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. No, I was going to say because 
you figure you, I think we have a, a generational turn of old money versus new generation. So I think some of the old Rochester money that had these homes, maybe inherited them from the Kodak BNL era mm. are now like, Hey, the market's great. Let me sell out and downsize and whatever they want to do to them. They just end up turning into these multi, you know, multi-family uh, homes. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, that's a good question. Offices. I don't know, but the fact yep. that, I mean, look, let's say half of the homes, in the greater Rochester yeah. area were sold. And I still think that would be high, just guessing, mm. having absolutely no experience with this at all. Yeah. That would still mean there's right. over 25 people just last year that had the ability to buy a house over a million dollars in the greater Rochester area I, that I, are just parking their asses. I, I agree. But also think about one of the news reports that you turned in not too long ago about the fact that Rochester was labeled one of the number one cities in America to work remotely. So that means you have people coming into the area with out-of-state Salaries Ooh. because it's cheaper to live here than it is California. Downstate okay. and they're buying these things up, which is still cheaper than what it would be in, say, California or New York City. L.A. Cash, buddy. Worst door song of all That's time. Right. <laughs> L.A. Cash. <laughs> no, it's a valid it comes, point. It probably comes with L.A. Woman too. That was the joke. Mm. Hey, great call, Mike. Thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good rest of the day. I don't know if you guys got the joke you made. <laughs> Kimmy, is this surprising to you, or are we overreacting here? Um, I, I think it's surprising, but I think that there are some people that have so much wealth, like I said, that this is, um, this could be like a second or third home for them. So I don't even know if these are even people that reside here in Rochester. So some of them. Like, now, I'm not saying all of them, but maybe some of these could be out of towners. So I always thought like second home would have been someplace like Florida. Like, right, but I guess this but is your primary, be, Florida's where your fancy house But is. they may be from here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You grew up here, but you bought a place in Florida to get out of the snow. Well, they yeah. don't want to the live. reverse. But they, but they, no, but I'm saying they would uh, live in Florida, and then they come here occasionally. I love listening to you two argue when I'm he's the not same listening point. to where he's <laughs> I caught it. No, I know what you're saying, but I'm, I'm guessing like maybe they, they spend their time, majority of their time, other places, and this is just what they come back to when they're coming home. Okay, along those lines, with the new assessments in the city of Rochester, a uh, million-dollar homes assessed jumped from in 2018 four to, I believe, it was 24 this year. Mm. Just last year. Year, 54 homes in the greater Rochester area sold for over a million dollars. That's five times the amount as four years ago. We'll take one more call. All right. Let's talk to Amanda. Hey, Amanda. How's it going? Hey, everybody. Hey. I was just going to comment that a lot of uh, young people moved here from New York City. There's, they're working from home, making New York City money, but they're living here. Okay, so. so you're saying it's the remote people that are pushing up the average of the home prices. I think so, and we know some families and people who are in this situation. That are making they, fat they money. In, yeah, they go to New York one day a week but live here, Ooh. and their sal- their salaries are New York City salaries. Ooh. Big city. I fly jet blue. Ooh. Manhattan style. Ooh. So I do okay. So Amanda, that one makes sense. I do want to point something out here because if you're watching the live stream, you mm. didn't, you couldn't have missed this. Amanda, I appreciate the point. When she started talking, both of us made different facial expressions because yeah. your facial expression was, oh, like, ooh, West Side. Like you, you, you think, oh, her voice. Yeah, Amanda. I mean, oh yeah, so she's oh no, she's got a West Side sound. See, like that bothered you. Like Amanda, having grown up in Gates, like I immediately fell in love with you as soon as you started <laughs> talking. I want you to know that. Oh, thanks. I'm a Rondequay girl. Okay. Oh, how many foot tattoos do you have? <laughs> I have zero, zero tattoos. Uh, live in Rondequay now. Grew up in Rondequay. Teach at Rondequay. Just keep talking. 
Just keep talking. Amanda, <laughs> thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Bye. She's like, let me off the line, yeah, no, sure. You guys Look, are creeping me out. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound creepy. I love you. No, but she's every girl I dated when I was How 15. How many tattoos you got? <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We got Where They Whining coming up in just a second, but I do want to get to this story. Hey, what's going on? Well, I thought it was super cool, even though you're kind of being a dick about it. Uh-huh. You're hanging out in the break room. Ron's just classic rock, 96.5 WCMF. Uh, there are very few people as legendary in the music industry as Paul McCartney. Say live and let die. <laughs> and when you close your eyes and picture Paul McCartney, there's a couple of Paul McCartneys you'll picture. You'll picture Wings Paul McCartney yeah. up there with his wife. Uh, you'll picture long-haired hippie Paul McCartney on top of the roof doing their final performances at Beatles. Right. And you'll picture young Paul McCartney in his suit standing on the Ed Sullivan Show or on the stage yeah. at Shea Stadium. And when you picture younger Beatles Paul McCartney, there is something he always has in his hand. Yes. His famous bass guitar. Mm-hmm. A Hofner bass. A Hofner. That was made in 1961. It's like his iconic look, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Looks like a violin. Yeah, good way to describe. So for those who didn't know, Mm -hmm. Paul McCartney had his very famous Paul McCartney bass stolen from him Mm -hmm. in 1972. This bass was played on a ton of iconic Beatles tunes. Yeah. Now here's where it gets funny. The bass gets stolen in 1972. Nobody hears anything from it. But a group a couple of years ago found out the bass was stolen and wanted yeah. to get to the bottom of where it was and what happened to it. And they called themselves the Lost Bass Project. Okay. <laughs> they have been investigating for six years where this bass guitar went oh. that was stolen in 1972. Trying to track it down. Imp- yeah, that almost seems like impossible to do. Oh, impossible, huh? Because you'd have to go like interview people. Well, guess what? What? Impossible is nothing. Because the group tracked down that bass thanks to witnesses... They started with witnesses. But they're still around? They saw a van back in 1972 around the scene of the crime. They looked into that, which gave them more clues, which further clues. And they used all of this information they've gathered over the last six years to track down the family of the person who the guitar was eventually sold to, a bar owner in London. And wouldn't you know, in the attic of this home where the family Ah. lives, they found the effing bass. So they didn't even do anything with it. But did he even know what it was? He knew, yeah, that's why he bought okay. it. But I oh. don't know if he knew it was stolen. Oh, okay. I th- he just thought he was buying Paul right. McCartney's bass. Because, yeah, huh. in nineteen in the 1970s, this wouldn't be like worldwide news. True. Paul McCartney's bass stolen. But you would think throughout the years, maybe you hear about it at some point. If you're a Beatles fan. 
Well, so the family did say they had no idea it had been stolen in the first place, and it had just been continually handed down throughout mm. the family over the last 50 mm. years. They happily turned the base yes. back over to the Lost Base Project, and Paul McCartney has been reunited with his base. Look at that. The base was still in its original case when they found it. Wow. Man, it's going to be beat their crap. Well, so, I guess well, not if it's just been sitting around. So they say it just needs a few small repairs and it can be it can be used again. Wow! So Paul has it back and he is Thank super grateful. God. Come on, that's, that's the thing. So- that thing are turning it around for Paul McCartney. After all he's been through, man. Why are you? Because he could have gotten it back himself. He could have put a he could have put a on a reward out. He would have had that base back in ten no, minutes. No, but see if he did that because of what you just said. But oh, you're a billionaire. Oh, you got to have all the oh, two supergroups. Oh, you go. You got to have your stupid little base back. Like, does he even care? He, he the smile on his face when he had well, that base. I, I in obviously, his hand. he's got to. He can't be a dick about it. Bro, you wouldn't want something uh, you had like joy from when you were a child back in your hands again. <laughs> no, but I'm not Paul McCartney, and you never will be. It's interesting to me that this got sold to a bar owner and they didn't have it on display at the bar. They That's may have great. at some point. But he knew uh, it was Paul's base. Yes. That is so weird. Like, and wait, you're yeah, in you, London. You don't put that on the wall? It just seems like something that would be really hard to not brag yes. about and show off to the point where you think it would have been easier to track it down. Now, to be fair, I don't know if he had it on display. Yeah. Second, these were mass-produced bass yeah. guitars. This wasn't made specifically for right. Paul McCartney. Right. So, you know, and third... I mean, maybe he's just a, a Beatles collector yeah. that a wanted weirdo, to have yeah. it yeah, on him, his person. Also, you hang Paul McCartney's base in a bar. Somebody's walking out with that thing. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why they couldn't fight it in the first place. <laughs> I just think it would be on display. It's, well, I guess you wouldn't know. Or you would have donated it. it to like yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame or something. Unless he wanted to keep it. There's lots of Bill Do they stuff. have like a Hall of Fame in England? Yeah, it's called the London Hall of Fame. Probably sucks. Yeah. Well, well your best people are uh, ours. What? All the Hall of Famers are with us. What are you talking about? Like the Beatles came over here to be successful. They were already successful in London. Oh, they weren't. You're kidding me, right? Bro, the Beatles got all their money from the United States. Well, what was that famous TV show they went on in London? You mean when they debuted in America? Well, they were so big in London, they came to America. You work at a classic rock station, <laughs> They got famous idiot. because of America, Ed Sullivan, Shane Stadium. They were already famous. Bro, they were hanging out with Muhammad Ali and... Joe Namath. They only went to hang out with Muhammad Ali because Sonny Liston wouldn't spend time with them. That's a true story. Oh. You didn't know that? No. That iconic- Why was Sonny such a dick? Well, I don't know, like a thousand reasons that we could get into <laughs> off the air, but no. The, that iconic picture of Muhammad Ali punching yeah, all four Beatles, there, yeah, they're all hanging out. it only happened because Sonny Liston wouldn't meet Oh, I thought they were buddies. No. Well, they might have been afterwards. I don't know. Look, we're way too deep into the weeds here. The bottom line is- <laughs> Paul's got his base back America and London- are happy. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, it was such an iconic thing. He didn't even keep an eye on oh, it. Oh my god! God, you. So wait, your wife is stupid because her house got broken into. If you like a house so much, just keep <laughs> well, an eye she on. had Paul McCartney's base in it. Lock the goddamn doors. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 